Welcome to Catch Outdoors. I'm your host, Captain Rob Modi. This podcast is centered around the great outdoors, especially down this way in the Florida Keys. Catch Outdoors is hosted by Spotify, now also available at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Stitcher. So kick back and get a taste of my Florida. Hello, hello, hello. This week's episode of Catch Outdoors is number 102, titled Jimmy Buffett. This was obviously not going to be the title of this week's podcast. While I'm not shocked about the passing of Jimmy Buffett due to several recent health problems, I was surprised by the suddenness of it. Cancer got him. That was my guess all along. Even though the diagnosis was kept a secret for four years. Man, that's pretty good. You got some serious friends, family, and whatnot to not talk about it. But what he had was serious, and he fought it, as we all do, violently. I, I, you know, I don't know what to say. Skin cancer. That's what got him. Not uh, melanoma, as most thought. It was uh, something much more sinister, I guess you'd have to say. Um, just last week, I did a PSA about this on a podcast about, you know, going and getting checked at the dermatologist after I, they found a basal cell on my on my chin. Um, call a clinic. Do it now. Don't wait. Don't be another one, please. And I'm glad I waited to record this on Monday the 4th. Today is Monday the 4th for... Um, uh, release tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to do this on Saturday. That's usually when I like to do it is on Saturday, kind of trying to get it done. And But then Janelle and I decided we really needed to be in Key West for Jimmy's uh, second line procession down Duval that was scheduled for 5 p.m. on Sunday. What's a second line procession, you ask? <laughs> I'll answer that more about Jimmy and my thoughts in uh, just a few minutes. But first, some news and efficient report. Radio. I'll be sitting in for Miss Debbie Hansen on Real Talk Radio, ESPN Southwest Florida, on September 9th. That's this coming Saturday while she takes a day off. Looking forward to it. Honestly, I'll just be winging it, as I've said before, so tune in and hear what happens. <laughs> Joining me will be Salty Cracker, a.k.a. Mark Starnes, and a very old friend of mine. Uh, Captain Mark Combs. He and I worked together back at fish in the fishtail days. Seems like a very long time ago. Maybe it was. <laughs> On October the 14th, I'll be an instructor at Ladies Let's Go Fishing held here in the Keys uh, in Tavernier, as a matter of fact, at the Elks Lodge. Yep, I've done this event in Naples and Fort Myers and glad to be asked to help out at this one. Ladies, if you haven't heard about this fantastic event that teaches ladies how to outfish men... That's true. Sign up. It's worth it. Three-day event has class time, fun time. Uh, they even do fishing trips on Sunday. They set up charters and stuff with the ladies. Uh, and there's there's giveaways. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. So, gals, if you haven't done it and you're down this way in the Keys, by all means, check it out. So, uh, go to ladiesletsgofishing.com for more information. Fishing report. Yeah, I actually went fishing. I went fishing this past Friday. Caught barracuda. <laughs> Lots of them. That was all. I purposely ran up into Everglades National Park to not only uh, fish, uh, but more importantly, to get some photos and videos. Um, 
I've been slacking in that department, and the weather hasn't been too cooperative either, so I had an excuse. But things got really pretty on Friday. The water, unfortunately, was still way too warm for uh, quality fishing. Uh, my meter read 88 plus just about everywhere I went. There was virtually no sign of bait, and that's not many fish. I couldn't even scare up a mangrove snapper, which is embarrassing. I'm going to have to spend more time on the patch reefs until the weather breaks. I'd actually forgotten about how tough it is to fish way back up in the back in the dead of summer. It's easier if you're out in the Gulf. It's just up here where I am above Key Largo. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just it's hot and it stays hot. So uh, my next trip, if at all possible, I'm going out on the patch reefs again. And, you know, I have a small boat. I got a skiff. So it's, I have to kind of, if it's, if it's there to do it, great. And if not, I can't. So that's the way it is. I did get some nice photos, though, and I got some great drone footage and some foam video. So I have photos for posting, and maybe even a video or two should be coming up. I love sharing the sights of the Keys uh, that are off-island in the ocean and the bay, so hopefully I can deliver more of that to you. As a reminder to listeners, I got a few books for sale on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. You can order also order uh, What I Know About Fishing Southwest Florida Bridge to Paradise and Take a Kid Fishing directly from my website at Catch Outdoors. Those copies will ha- arrive um, uh, beautifully signed. <laughs> the numbers of copies are starting to dwindle in my stock, and I do not plan to reorder. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let everything go after this to Amazon Kindle. So getting them signed will only be if you buy a book and see me somewhere, and then I sign it for you. It's kind of like that. So I don't think I'm going to reorder after this shipment's gone. And yes, there's a book in the works about fishing in the Florida Keys. It's coming along. Things keep getting in the way, but it's coming along. And now for episode 102, Jimmy Buffett. As most everyone knows by now, singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett passed away on September the 1st, Labor Day weekend. I personally found that a bit interesting because that was the day that I finally returned to the boat and water after a longer than usual layoff. It's like a calling. (laughs) It was also kind of interesting due to the fact that Jimmy's earliest song, Come Monday, references his need to get home on Monday after doing a Labor Day show. Strange but true. I always look at stuff like that. Like, what the heck? My love of the water surrounding the Keys is in part Jimmy's fault. My association with JB goes all the way back to 1973. I heard Come Monday on the radio while stationed in California in the U.S. Coast Guard and thought, what a nice love song. I also felt the same way, you know, wanting to get back to the east side of the U.S. after being stationed in Cali. So I went album shopping in a San Francisco record store. Anyhow, I found the album that Come Monday was on, Living and Dying in Three Quarter Time. I bought it, took it home. After playing it through a couple of times, I decided I was going to go back to the record store and get one of the other albums of his that I saw, a white sport coat and a pink crustacean. Interesting title. (laughs) More good stuff. And I thought it was actually better than Living and Dying. There were so many well-written story songs. He went to Paris, Peanut Butter Conspiracy, I Have Found Me a Home. Oh, yes, and the infamous, Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw, (laughs) never played on the radio, but in every jukebox across America. Jimmy even pointed out not too long ago that one song kind of bit him in a weird way. He was like debating to put it on there. He did. 
It didn't sell as a single, but it so, but it wound up in jukeboxes. It got hundreds of thousands of plays on which he got no royalties from. Jukebox records at the time do not pay royalties. So there you go. <laughs> in 1974, A1A was released. I was stationed in Cape May, New Jersey by that time, and it was wintertime. Most hardcore Buffett fans will tell you, as I will too, that the side B of that album was the best batch of songs he's ever written. Pirate Looks at 40, Migration, Trying to Reason with Hurricane Season, Don't We All, Nautical Wheelers, and Tin Cup Chalice. Man, oh man, I played the cut Tin Cup Chalice so many times, oh, you've probably been able to see through the record. It made me so homesick for Florida and the Keys. It opened with this. I want to go back to the island where the shrimp boats tie up to the piling. So simple, <laughs> but meant a lot to me and a lot of other people that were just dying to get back to the salt. I bought the album Havana Day Dreamin' in 76. And then in 1977, the big one for Buffett and Key West success, <laughs> Changes in Latitude, Changes in Attitudes with the song Margaritaville on it. It soon became the national anthem of the Conk Republic, in my opinion. I mean, that pretty much, it just drove Key West like nothing could drive it. It was crazy. The, the, I don't know. Pat him on the back. Margaritaville became the tourism uh, theme of the century. <laughs> all in all, there are currently 27 studio albums with one apparently on the way. There are also lots of live recordings, with the best-known one being You Had to Be There, which now rings true to me in another way. I, I went to a lot of concerts, but the You Had to Be There, when I wrote that in my notes, a post was made on Saturday via Facebook and other outlets that there was going to be a second-line procession for Jimmy and Key West down Duval Street on Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. This decision was made to go. I had to be there. We lucked out and we found a room, which was quite a feat since it's a holiday weekend. Thank you, Jonelle. She's diligently searched, I tell you right now. We left Sunday morning, arrived in Key West, had lunch. Yes, yes, lunch consisted of a margarita and a cheeseburger in honor of JB. We then headed over to Shrimp Boat Sound, Jimmy's Key West recording studio, and left a tribute orchid there, alongside many other special offerings from fans. What's the second line? Procession. I mentioned that earlier. For us in the U.S., we kind of associate these with New Orleans. Uh, it, it's a celebration of someone's life via a big parade. <laughs> First line is the band. And that can be made up of just about anyone that can play and march with an instrument. Brass and drums are extremely popular, but you can do guitars or anything else, you know. Uh, we had a couple tubas in Key West. I thought that was awesome. When the Saints go marching in, uh, that's the tune that you that you try to play. And actually, the band's there. The guys grouped together. They managed to pull that off, too, while they also threw in some other kind of jazzy uh, Dixieland, uh, New Orleans-type sound. So, But that's what it's all about. And so, and so it was. It was something for... For this big-time Jimmy Buffett fan to be a part of, I really wanted to be there. Duval Street was rocking, as JB once said in one of his songs, and the turnout was huge. 
thousands and thousands of friends, fans, parrotheads filled Duval Street completely for almost its entire two-mile length. It was it was human beings from sidewalk to sidewalk, across from wall to wall, from store to store, across Duval, all the way down Duval for a couple of miles. It was absolutely incredible. I've been to the Fantasy Fest Parade. That's amazing, too. On many, on many, because of many things. <laughs> uh, but this clearly outdid that by a long shot when it came to just the sheer celebration and the amount of people. And you know what? Everyone was there because Jimmy touched them in some way. I really can't say how many Buffett concerts I've been to. A lot. I can't even guess, perhaps 20 or so, and that's not including the accidental live performances that I've gotten to see. One in particular stands out. Janelle and I were in Key West for MOTM. That's Meeting of the Minds. This is an annual Parrothead gathering uh, of all the Parrothead clubs. You had to be in a club to attend, and club membership meant donating time and money to Jimmy's favorite charities and the like. During the conference, a rumor spread that Jimmy was in town and was going to make a surprise showing in the middle of Green Street. That was the rumor. So we gravitated there. I mean, what the hell, right? You never know when you're going to catch Buffett in the middle of the street in in Key West. It's happened before. I'm sure it was going to happen again. So we sat on the steps of the old historic state government office because that's kind of a that seemed to be the location on Green Street. And sure enough, a stage was being set up, but it wasn't being set up for Buffett. It was being set up for a band called the Land Sharks. And the Land Sharks are a, uh, a Jimmy Buffett tribute band, and they still are, for that matter. Well, JB did show up. The black SUV pulled up in the back of the stage, and he stepped out and did several songs with the band. Joining him was also Robert Greenwich, their pan player. Uh, and uh, Fingers Taylor also jumped up there with a harmonica. Here's a cool note about that event. After the mini show, he hired the band, yeah, the Land Sharks, to be the house band at Margaritaville in Orlando, and even commented that band at times sounded better than the Coral Reefer band. Ouch. <laughs> And as far as I know, the Landsharks are still doing that. I know the Landsharks are turning around doing Buffett stuff, but I have to assume that they're still in Orlando. You want to see a video of that happening? Uh, there's stuff on YouTube. If you do Landsharks Band and Jimmy Buffett, try to do it in the same search at Key West, it should pop up. You should see a couple. There's a couple of different videos. Landshark put, put one up, and there's a couple of other people that shot. So you have to remember, this was a, a days of video cameras. This was not phones. Uh, so it wasn't like 18 different, 19 people standing up front got shots of this. Uh, we, we were lucky that some guy had a camcorder and managed to record some of it. So there you go. Key West has always meant something to me. Um, I met my wife there. Oh, yes. Uh, You know, we met on Friday the 13th in October 1995. Yep, my lucky number. Way before it was Taylor Swift's lucky number, 13. (laughs) What brought us there at the same time was a planned party of a bunch of Buffett music lovers. We mostly knew each, and this is before Parrotheads now. You have to understand that this is way before Parrotheaddom, okay? But early on, uh, I don't think Parrotheads were really referred to until just about 92, 93. I'm, I'd have to go back and check the dates on that. But 
we just felt ourselves were fans. And uh, but uh, as it as it were, <laughs> the Parrothead thing kind of took over. We were all just a bunch of music lovers, a bunch of Buffett music lovers, and also a bunch of Florida lovers. Uh, we mostly knew each other from an old computer chat room service called CompuServe. There's many of you out there probably nodding, going, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, dial-up with a phone, sat in a cradle. <laughs> you had to wait for the scream and whistle, right? And then you put it on. Oh, yeah, yeah, fun. And sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. They had chat rooms, and this homesick for Florida boy uh, joined one of them called the Florida Forum. Go figure. Had it everything from books, gardening, Buffett, the Keys, beaches, diving, fishing, you name it. it. It was broken up into different chapters. I latched onto the Keys and Buffett. And I also did the books and some gardening. I met some really interesting people online. Those people that you, you never see. You just type and discuss, you know, what book are you reading? Is it good? Is it a Florida novel? Is it a mystery novel? What music do you like? What about Buffett that, that flips your switch? What about the Keys in Florida? And it went on and on and on. And then eventually a party was planned in Orlando that I couldn't attend. But soon after that, a second one was planned in Key West. Well, there you have it. We met there. Love at first sight. We've been together now for 28 years. Thank you, Jimmy Buffett. The question came up several times uh, yesterday at the event <clears throat> before we went down. We, we met so many nice people. Good grief, it was fun. Um, everybody's kind of like-minded when everybody's going to go celebrate Jimmy Buffett. Let's put it that way. Question always comes up. What's your favorite JB song? I have to go with one called The Coast is Clear. There are many other close seconds. I'm not going to kid you. But this song means a lot to this beach boy who'd been living in and grew up in a beach town. When school started back up, no matter where you were in Florida, the tourists went home. September. A lot of things closed up, too. It worked the same way in Fort Myers when I was there, busier in hell in the winter months. And then middle of April would arrive, and everyone just disappeared. And it wasn't unusual for local restaurants to close um, come September and clean things up and paint and do all kinds of crazy stuff. So it was a good thing. The second place songs, you ask? Oh, I'll tell you. I Have Found Me a Home is obviously on the list, because I have. And I have long found a home in Florida. Tin Cup Chalice, that's the song that made me want to, oh, just killed me, made me want to go back to Florida when I was away. The Captain and the Kid, for obvious reasons. 12-volt man, I love the idea of a dude living in the middle of nowhere with 12 volts and a blender. <laughs> Lone Palm, that was sung at our wedding. Gotta have Lone Palm on there. First Look, yep. About going into a place, in this case it was Rio, down in Brazil is what Jimmy wrote it about. But in the case of most of us, just the first, I've seen the face of people's first look when they're going over the over the bridges into the islands of the Keys and they have that look like, ooh, wow, I had no idea it looks this way. So if you haven't been, go. Florida's because it explains things. And my lovely lady, yeah, that's, that pretty much covers all of us who have a gal who also happens to love Florida. As I said just a little bit ago, Jimmy Buffett is probably responsible for putting Key West on the modern map. I remember in the mid to late 70s when a visit to Key West for me was very rare, and it was mostly drinking town full of smugglers and expatriates. That was fun, actually. <laughs> very different after 1980, but in a good way. I've always loved the town, 
Every trip down there, I meet some of the coolest people from all over the world. It's almost, it's just the most laid back place I've ever seen with a mixture of people who all seem to get along with each other, no matter what. Does it, politics doesn't come into it. The way you live, that doesn't matter. Most of it is simply, it's, it's, you, you feel like you have left the United States. You have gone to another country, but you use bridges to get there. And then there's the water. After all, it is an island. And the music, a Key West tradition. Think of it as a Caribbean version of Nashville, Tennessee, only better. Artists gravitate to Nashville to become a star, but they first start out, they, they wait tables, and they're hoping to be seen, like, in a band, in a bar, you know? Key West is the same in a way, except the artists there still work day jobs and then play in bands at the bars in the evening. It's almost like, the hell with it. I like to play. I, I like folks happy to hear me and my music. Oh, and the tips are nice. But guessing it's sort of like the desire to be famous is part of it. Whereas Nashville, it's all about being famous, if that makes sense. Yes, things have changed in the Keys and Key West. I get hit with this a lot. Often I see the following in advertising from resorts and boutique hotels in the Keys. Come on down and enjoy the Keys as they were. Why? <laughs> Seriously. Enjoy them now <laughs> as they are. It, it, it's, it's only, only going to change more. I, that, that's one of those things that you, I just always scratch my head. Come on in down and enjoy the keys as they were. No, don't. Don't do that. You can't. That's impossible. They are now. So enjoy the now. <sighs> Plain and simple. Do it before it's too late and you're dead. And then you'll really miss the boat. Jimmy Buffett instilled the do it now before it's too late mentality in many of his listeners. I believe that was his best trait. You have to take time to enjoy life. Kind of like the line from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I wrote this in my notes. You don't know that line? Watch the movie. <laughs> I will continue to listen to his music, and I'll be buying the new album when it's finally released. I'll continue to play his songs on Margaritaville Radio, on the Sirius XM, and in the Jeep. I also play them on the guitar. As they say, life goes on, but it's going to be different without him, no doubt. I'm going down to Key West after the holiday. It's time again to do what's referred to as the Holy Trinity of Buffett fans. First, there's Breakfast at Blue Heaven, which Jimmy made famous in the song Blue Heaven Rendezvous. And then lunch at Margaritaville. you got to have a cheeseburger in paradise, along with an ice-cold margarita. And then dinner at Louis's Backyard, the bar that Jimmy stumbled to for a Bloody Mary in trying to reason with hurricane season. And then after that, hit Old Town. Listen to music while sipping on margaritas again. <laughs> yep, that's how it's going to be. And I'll continue to do that. Jimmy, thanks. Thanks for the songs and the time and the advice. Even though it wasn't direct, I still enjoyed the advice that you gave through your songs. Rest in peace, my friend. Thanks much for listening. If you enjoyed my podcast, please tell a friend and leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Facebook page is Catch Outdoors. The website is CatchOutdoors.com, where you can find all the previous podcasts and a schedule of what's to come. Until next time, get outdoors and enjoy. Enjoy.